Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. Please sit down, take your Bible, open to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I am reading the whole chapter. I am not apologizing. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses, from verse 1, we read the whole chapter. 2 Timothy chapter 3, from verse 1. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous there means hard to bear, difficult, troublesome, dangerous, harsh, fierce, savage. The Bible says, know, this know also that in the last days, perilous times will come, difficult times. And I have a good news for you. You are in the last days. You are in the last days. Now, I don't want to go on a tangent here. Actually, the last days started from the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the beginning of the last days. But you are in the last of the last days. You are in the last hours. You understand that, like I said, last days started from the cross. But the Bible says that Israel will become a nation again. And that from that point onward, the last day takes on another turn. There's no nation, listen to me very well, there's no nation that have been out of their country for more than a couple of years that are still able to return as a nation. Israel was scattered for over 1,000 years, about 1,500 years, and they still returned to their nation. They didn't return as just, you know, a non-entity. They returned as an entity. Not, not only did they return, but they returned with their language. I'm not going to go into that now, but when Israel became a nation once again, the clock started ticking. Is somebody listening to me? But the Bible says, understand that in the last days, difficult times will come. You can pray, you can fast, dry one, wet one, difficult times are here. Perilous times, hard to bear, difficult, troublesome, dangerous, harsh, fierce, savage times. The things, the agitation that you are seeing around you is because the elements and the nations is because the enemy knew that his time. Is short. It's well listening to me. All those things that you are seeing around you, nations literally standing upon their head, it's because of the time in which we live. Somebody said we're supposed to be talking about stewardship. What's happening to him? I, I have no clue. Verse 2 For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boaster, proud, blasphemer, disobedience to parent, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breaker, false. Accuser, incontinence, fear, despisers of those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. They despise goodness. They despise godliness. They despise God. And anything that relates to God. Traitors, verse 4, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. In other words, they will be religious, but actually they don't want God. It's a godless, Christless, bloodless, crossless religion in the last days. Religion will become more godless, more Christless, more crossless, more bloodless. And I need to go. Verse 5 again. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. From such what? Turn away. The Bible says from Don't dilly-dallying. Don't ecumenize. You know, ecumenism is the same God. No, we are not serving the same God. Someone listening to me. The Bible says from such, 
turn away. No, you're praying for them, you're loving them. But the Bible says that you, don't, you, you should not be unequally yoked with them. Someone listening to me. From such turn away. Verse 6. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captivity women laden with sin, led away with diverse laws, ever learning and never come to the knowledge of the truth. I wish I could stay with verse 7. Let's keep going. Now as Jen and Gambri withstood Moses, so do this also resist truth. Men of corrupt mind, reprobate, concerning the faith, you know, truth, faith, will be in danger in this last day. Resisting, changing, diluting another Jesus, another gospel. You know, just, we just want to be seeker friendly. We just want, we don't want to rock the boat. Verse 9, but they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also worse. But that was fully known. You know the reason why I read all those things? For us to actually see the background that leads to where I'm going. Because what we are going to read on the second part is we are very familiar with a lot of the things he's going to talk about now. But it's, bet, it's always good for us to understand the background. Because all of us know the last couple of scripture that say all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable. But how did we get there? He was talking about that within the background of this chaos, this perilous, perilous time, this difficult, savage time that is happening all around. And Paul will, is going to give us his own experience, verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecution, affliction, which came unto me at Antioch, you know, difficult time, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecution I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. But out of them all, <laughs> the Lord delivered me. It's interesting, the Lord delivered him, but once he was stoned and they left him for dead. But the Lord delivered him. Maybe we'll get to that. Once he had to be laid down by a basket, but the Lord delivered him. You know, oftentimes we want God to deliver us from the problem, but sometimes God takes you through the problem. And sometimes God delivers you in the problem. And sometimes God delivers you by taking you home. It's God. That's his will be done. As long as the will of God is done. But let's keep going. Verse 12. Yea, huh. and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. How many? How many? Not 99.9%. The Bible says all. Why? Because of what he said from the beginning. In the last days, perilous times will come. Look, you don't need to look for trouble. If you're a Christian, trouble will look for you. Now, I'm... We, we, we're talking about stewardship, and, and I'm taking you somewhere. No, we're not talking about being stupid. The Bible says, the Lord Jesus said, I'm sending you into the world. You are sheep in the middle of wolves. He said, be harmless as doves, but be wise as a serpent. Is somebody listening to me? The reason why trouble looks for us is because we are living in a hostile environment. This is church. Even in church, you have tribulation. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we're, we're talking about out there. The truth is, people, when we truly live our Christian life, we, we are, the Bible says that we are aroma of life and we are aroma of death. You know, the Lord Jesus said that he came. He is the prince of peace, but he said, I've not come to bring peace. Actually, I've come to bring sorrow. We need to understand that as we live as light, there are some people that don't like light because they need darkness. Verse 12, yea, and all they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall worse works and worse deceiving and being deceived. I don't know about you, sometimes I, I am exasperated. Sometimes I get frustrated. Why do evil just seems to prevail? Lies. You know, ideologies that don't hold waters and people just gob this thing in, fake news, philosophies, psychologies. But the Bible says, evil men and seducers shall worse, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. There's, 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 there is such a, a mighty spirit of deceit in the world today, even in the church. And you know, when, the, when you read Matthew chapter 20, 24, when the apostles came to the Lord Jesus Christ and they asked him, what will be the signs of the end? The Lord Jesus gave them quite a number of signs, one sign, one sign, but four times he told them, let no man deceive you. There will be another gospel, there will be another Jesus, there will be deceit. But the Bible says that we have to be careful. But verse 14, after all this very dark picture that we have painted, verse 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learnt and has been assured of, knowing of whom you have lent them. So what is very important, and this is, this is the heart, is what have you learned? Not just what have you heard. Not what lecture have you attended. Not what church service did you attend. Not what message did you listen to. What have I learned? What, what, have, what has become part of me? Say, so what have you learned and become assured of? Become assured of. This is all going to be very important in these difficult days. What have you learned and what have you become assured of? Not, I'm going to shock one of you, not necessarily, you know the Bible said, yes, we know the Bible said it, but I feel learned it. Have I become assured of it? You know, the pastor said, yes, the pastor said it, but have I learned that? Have I become assured of it? Because this is critical. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and I'll be assured of knowing of whom you have learned them. And that from a child, Thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which in Christ Jesus. From childhood, you have known the Holy Scripture. The, the Lord Jesus said that if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will what? Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And you remember when we were reading, we were talking about people that were against the truth, that were against the faith. And he said, what will make us stand 
in this day is we learning the scripture. Verse 15 again, that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture. And the Holy Scripture is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which in Christ Jesus. We can sit down there and unpack that. There's something in the word of God. There's a power in God's word. There's a life in God's word that when we connect with it, not just intellectually, that when we connect with it, like we were talking about last month, you remember, I, I did come to talk to you about that balloon, that the balloon is not just bouncing on you, but we are getting wet. Okay, you are breaking into that world. It's not just a letter, it's become a spirit. It is something that I live by. It is something that is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a word that I receive, not as the word of man, but as the word of God. And I am not living by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I walk not by sight, but by faith. If I begin to walk like that, the Bible says that that is what is going to deliver me. That brings salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. And the salvation there is not just being born again. That is part of it. But it's also being maturing, growing into Christ in all things. Salvation is the whole package. We are saved. We are being saved. And we will be saved. We are saved, justified. We are being saved. We are being sanctified. We will be saved. We will be glorified. It's a process. There's something that happened to you instantly when you get born again as a Christian. Something happened inside of you. The Bible says you were saved. The Bible says that the heart of stone was taken out and God put in a heart of flesh. The Bible called it regeneration. The Bible called it being born again. You were saved. But the Bible says then from that point onward, you are just like a baby that is born into the kingdom into the realm of heaven, into the government of God, into the operation of the things of the kingdom. You are just a baby. Yes, you have all the faculty, but the Bible says that as a newborn babe, we should desire the sincere milk of the word of God that we can grow thereby. Strong milk belong only to those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. So you are born into this kingdom, but God wants us to grow, grow in grace, the Bible says. And we have to grow. In that kingdom. And that is sanctification. And part of that is living a life that is holy. Living a life that overcomes sin. Living a life that pleases God. But the Bible says that we shall be saved. Because when he comes, we shall be like he is. For we shall see him as he is. So we are on a journey. Verse 15 again. And that from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make the wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction that the man, the woman of God may be perfect, well-equipped, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So that is what led us to that scripture. So that will be the, the anchor in the middle of all these chaos, in the middle of all this perilous time, in the middle of all this cracker going on, the Bible says that you have known the scripture. And how do we know the scripture? It's when we allow the scripture. The Bible says that the word of God is sharp. The word of God is alive. It's sharp. Sharper than every two-edged sword. Dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, the bone and the marrow. is a designer of the intent of the heart. When we allow the word of God to explore our heart, to search us. Is somebody listening to me? 
And that's what he's saying here. We, we, we allow the world to come teaching, correcting, rebuking, instructing, equipping. That is what this is all about. And that is how we allow the word of God to be able to do a deep work in our heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 8. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil and he shall be held to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Still talking about the same thing. That in this junction that we find ourselves, listen to me, every other ideology will fail. Every other ideology will fail. If we put the leaders, if we put the leaders, if we put the leaders, if we put the leaders of the world in a room and we close the door so that none of us listen to what they are saying, and if somehow God will permit you to hear what they are saying, I'll tell you what they are saying. We have no clue what is going on. I'll tell you what, all of them have no clue how they are going to handle what is going on. They've tried so many things that's failed. But they have to, I mean, the game has to go on. The party has to go on. Many of them are petrified. And this is what will give rise to the Antichrist. Because all of them have come to a point that when somebody appears that seems to have the answer, they will say yes. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. It's not saying that we should not use our mind. That's not what it's saying. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is exactly what we said earlier on. Understand that God is in control. Understand that God has the final say. In other words, don't let what you see and what you hear, what you feel, don't let what surrounds you be the final authority. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord. And he talks about there will be so many things happening around me, thousand by the right, thousand by the left, but he said I will not be afraid. He will give, keep his, give his angel charges over me. Now, listen to me. That must not just be an head knowledge. That must be a knowing. Hallelujah. So why, why have I gone round and round and round? Obviously, we are talking about stewardship. And this month, by the grace of God, I will be going across a few of our, our branches and I've decided that I'm going to put a title on all the messages that I preach across GVCs, starting last week in Loughborough. So I'm talking about hallmarks of a good stewardship. Hallmarks of a good stewardship. That is the general topic that I've put on it. Hallmarks of a good stewardship. And last week, Sunday, by the grace of God, when I was at Loughborough, I was talking about faithfulness. Today, I want to talk about, it. I want to put a title on it called Never Fear. Only trust and obey. Actually, I wanted to call it trust and obedience. But I remember that song, trust and obey. So I decided that I would go to the song and I would take the title fully from it. And I'm not going to go through the song, but that title actually came from one of the verses. You know, the verse one says, when we walk with the Lord, in the light of his word, what a glory he shares on our way. Why we'll do his good will 
abides with us still, and will all who will trust and obey. Verse 4, which is where I took the title from, he said, Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet, or we will walk by his side on the way. What he says, we will do. Where he sends, we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Never fear, only trust and obey. And I was looking at stewardship in the light of the end time. And that is the reason why I've read that Timothy. Because listen to me, it is very, very important that you understand that, <laughs> and this is going to shock some of you, that your stewardship ultimately will throw you in the middle of worship and bring you hardship. I'll say that again. Your stewardship will ultimately throw you in the middle of worship and will bring across your path hardship. Somebody said, that's not what I want to learn. Is that the truth? Listen to me. That's, that you need to understand that what God has committed to you, the devil hates it. Well, let me put it this way. The devil hates you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The devil hates you not because you're black. It's not because you're a woman. Now, he can use all that. Black. No, he can come. That's not the reason why he hates you. He hates you because you're a child of God. Because you carry destiny. Obviously, we tell a steward is somebody that holds property in trusty for another. There is something God has deposited into your life that the devil hated. Uh-huh. So when we talk about being a steward, understand that when we fully understand what God has committed into our hand, greater is he that is in you than he that's the world. The Bible says that you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Is somebody listening to me here? That is who you are. And that is the reason why Paul was telling Timothy. You know, Timothy was, Paul was mentoring Timothy. That is why Paul was telling Timothy that all they that will live godly on this earth, they will suffer persecution. Because to live godly is to manifest God. To live godly is not to try and impress people by your do's and don'ts. The Bible says great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, then he went and he was glorifying the spirit. So living in godliness is actually manifesting the gift and the glory and the power of God as a wife, as an husband, as, as, a, as a teacher in your place of work on the street, in the nation. We are here. The Bible says that the whole world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons and the daughters of God. The Bible says that God, whoa. The Bible says that God has called out the body. He has washed it by the washing of the water by the, by the, by the world. The Bible says we are, is the head, we are his body. He said the work that I do shall you do and greater works than this shall you do because I go unto my father. That is what God has called us to do or to be. And in Love last week, I was talking about faithfulness on our part. But today, I'm talking about don't be afraid. Trust and obey. Because like we read, the enemy will try as much as possible to make you be afraid. You remember when Peter was walking on the water? 
The Lord Jesus said, come. He was a steward. But then the Bible says he turned around and he saw the wind boisterous and he started to sing. Listen to me. The Lord Jesus told us that in the world we'll have tribulation. Few examples, Joseph in Genesis chapter 39 was a steward, but he ended up in prison. The three children, they were steward of the manifold grace and wisdom of God. They ended up in the fire. Daniel ended up in the lion's den. The apostles, they were beaten. Okay, actually I was going to take you to some places by, by Paul. In, in Lystra, he was stoned and left for dead. He was beaten a lot. Okay, what about Stephen? He was killed. This was God's steward. But do you know in every one of those cases, they glorified the name of God. But by the way, none of, not, not all of them were delivered out of the tribulation. Stephen died, but he died a glorious death. Listen to me. And this is where I'm going to round up. This is the problem. Just listen to me. If God, if God called you as a steward to pass through the fire, his grace will be there. And when you come out of that, you will be more mature. Is someone listening to me? I don't know all the answers. I don't know the reason why James has to be in prison and has to die. I don't know the reason why Peter has to be delivered only to die again. And I don't know the reason why John will not die, even when they try to cook him in hot water. But there's something I know. There's a God that is in control. And the reason those things are coming against you is because there's something precious about you. And the God that put that precious thing there will sustain you. Because what God wants you to do is to use that thing to the glory of his name. Standing up on your feet. What I'm saying is that no matter what you are passing through, no matter what you are passing through, understand that there is a treasure inside of you and God wants us to live to the glory of his name. And this is how we overcome. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Listen, the challenges you are facing is, 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 not, is not an advertisement of weakness. It's an advertisement of the glory of God that dwells inside of you. Now, obviously, if we are not talking about we suffering as a busybody. But if things come across our way because of who we are or who we belong to, the Lord Jesus said that when he was, in, 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 when he was talking about the beatitude, he said, blessed are you when men revile you and say all manner of evil against you for my name's sake. He said, you are blessed. Remember that the story does not end here. This is just a preparation, and we are talking about this in the Sunday school. This is just a preparation for the real deal. Here we will get our hands dirty. Here we will get our feet dirty. But understand that God is there with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.